0: Live in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, tonight we've got a big and very special show. We have actual talent on the No Outlet Podcast. <laughs> um, I was lucky enough to take an improv class, 201 to be exact, from the Upright Citizens Brigade. And our guest tonight was my teacher. And I can tell you that teaching anything. Um, can be challenging, uh, and our guest tonight made it fun and was able to get very complex concepts. Even though we're talking about improv, some of the stuff is is kind of heady. She was able to get that across in a way that made it fun and it stuck. And I really appreciated the the time and, and the class. Uh, and like everyone who teaches uh, at the UCB, she has a black belt and taking comedy very seriously. And I'm thrilled that she's joining the show. So without further delay, please help me welcome to the No Outlet podcast, Sarah Klaspel.
1: Thank you.
0: The, the live oh audience gosh. is so excited. The live
1: here. audience,
2: what an honor. Right?
0: And then they know how to be quiet right away as if on cue. It's, it's amazing.
2: I mean... They're perfect. It's they like perfect. they've been hired for this. That's right. Incredible. That's right.
0: So, Sarah, we're going to play a game called Twenty Questions, and the game Great. always starts in the exact same place, and that's with question number one. Question one: Do you believe that some people possess psychic abilities?
2: Um, I want to say no, but I, I think some do. Okay. <laughs> I'm very. I'm a logical person. I'm. I'm a person who you know, like, doesn't necessarily believe in astrology, but I also like it. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's, I don't know, there's something in the air. I don't. I certainly don't. I don't believe in those. <laughs> I don't own any of that stuff. But I wouldn't rule out the possibility.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair answer. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm usually one of those people that looks at any kind of psychic and says, ah, they're just good at making guesses. They're good at being perceptive, but then there are mm-hmm. other people that you meet that, you know, do something or say something that's just like, whoa, how'd they, how they know that? So who knows? Yeah. Stranger things have happened, right? It could be true. Truly, Could be true. Could
2: be true. You know, um, don't, don't yuck somebody's psychic yum. Why not? <laughs> I like that.
0: Don't yuck my yum,
2: man. That's beautiful.
0: All right. So question number two, um, obviously, like I mentioned, you are a, an excellent teacher of improv and I'm curious Thanks. When, and you're welcome, uh, when and where was the first time that you saw a live improv show?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, I, I think the first time I saw a live improv show, I, I saw a comedy sports okay. in, um, I believe, San Jose, California.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and some friends and I uh, worked at a summer camp. Um, where we also were going to teach improv and before the summer camp started, we're like, Oh, let's go up and see, um, this improv. They had done improv before. Yep. Um, and I went up and saw comedy sports and I was like, this is the best thing on earth.
1: That is They've so got cool.
2: teams. We're cheering. There's like scores, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it was, it was like, who's landed it anyway with teams, but it was a treat. I loved it.
0: So let me make sure I heard you right. So you were going to do improv or teach improv and you hadn't yet seen a class or seen a show.
2: Right. I was, um, uh, I was signed up to be a counselor at like a a summer theater arts day camp basically with, you know, different ages. And, um, at the end of the, the summer, uh, we all put up a, um, like an actual musical or a play, Mm
1: -hmm. but also
2: part of it was like during the day you do crafts and, uh, one of the things was doing improv. I think probably because some of the camp counselors had seen comedy sports and they're like we can teach kids to do that that seems easy
0: that is so cool um yeah yeah it was a great summer um so you know so then you saw it best thing ever you loved it how did you know or, or when did you realize that improv was something more than just like oh wow that's cool but that you were interested in you know getting involved in pursuing it further and getting into the ucb
2: when, uh, when I was in college, I um, I was a theater major in college mm-hmm. and there was an improv team there and I was friends with a bunch of the people who were on the improv team um, and uh, my freshman year I became friends with them so I would spend every, they had shows like almost every Friday night and I would go to the shows and then we'd party afterwards and it was just all my friends were involved um, and it, I uh, auditioned for it my second year of Mm -hmm. college. Um, my first year I was like, I didn't get in and I was like, you know what, that's fine because I'm a serious actress and that's what I'm focused on. Um, and my second year I got on and was, I'm a real like team player in general. I love doing stuff in, in groups. And, um, this was just all social, all fun, all collaborative. Um, So, yeah, in college, I I went all in on improv, still in theater as well. But when I graduated, I was like, okay, I have to move somewhere that has an improv scene. Oh, that's (laughs) so
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, You know, just kind of making, just talking about improv at a more serious level. So from my experience, you know, taking it as, you know, something to do almost like a karate class every week, it 100% Mm -hmm. makes me feel mentally sharper you know, and I'm yeah. in, for sure. And, and I'm wondering, you know, it's almost like CrossFit for the mind, you know, it's like you are making <laughs> all these connections in your brain, you don't want make and you're on you have to be quick on your feet and all that stuff. Are you aware mm-hmm. of any, like medical studies or any other research that has proven that practicing improv on a regular basis can help brain function, or maybe even helping to slow down like, the effects of dementia or any other like brain diseases like that because to me it just seems like it's like any other muscle, and yeah. in the same way that you would go work out at the gym, it's like if you do improv once a week, there's no doubt you're going to get a mental benefit from it.
2: Totally, I don't. I'm certain that there's some medical to it um, of just like looking for connections, um, remembering things. Not even just memory stuff. Yeah. My memory is not amazing, but um, I can look for connections and find. Um, because in improv, you're looking for like the first unusual thing. That's mm-hmm. usually what the funny, the, at least the beginnings of the funny part of the scene are. Um, and yeah, I think I just have that built in, probably to a point where it's annoying to my friends and my fiance. <laughs> uh, or if, right. if someone like misuses a word, I immediately catch it. Um, and mm-hmm. call them out on it like a monster. Um, like a monster. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> just like a true, Monster. They're like, I'm just trying to live my life, and I'm like, I'm going to call you out on saying stuff on accident. Got you.
1: Oh, that's I so make funny. um
2: our lives worse. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. They love it. all of my friends are true improv. So I just wrote they down, either love it or yeah.
0: I just wrote down improv monster. I just think that is <laughs> that's a vision I like. Um, I noticed. So I did some research on your, you know, your the work you've done, and I noticed that in one of your shorts you have a Boston Red Sox hat on. And so my question is: Are you a fan of the Boston Red Sox, (laughs) or is that completely
2: random? Um, That I had a roommate who uh, was a Red Sox fan. Okay. Um, And I borrowed it for a costume. Yeah. Got it.
0: So were you trying? Was it was part of the angle? Because I that was the scene. I think that was the short where you were like directing, but you were like completely inappropriate. Oh,
2: yeah, the Game of Thrones director. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. uh, Yeah. That was. Actually, I was thinking of a different, <laughs> of a different hat um, in a different sketch, but I, oh. I don't think that one's red. like, yes, that one was, um, I think one of the, uh, one of the other people on the team brought it. Gotcha. So it was part of like, um, I wore a vest, I believe, mm-hmm. um, yeah. just in my my director's outfit. Um, yeah.
0: I was thinking that either A, you were really a fan or B, it was, you know, because people from, I'm from New Hampshire, not quite from Boston, mm-hmm. but people that are from Boston, have you know you know right or wrong they've got this you know persona that's like a little bit rude a little bit rough around the edges a little bit you know <laughs> and so i'm wondering is like is she trying to lean into the boston myth of being a little bit obnoxious and inappropriate or is that just completely random and it sounds like honestly it i'm
2: it may have been random but i um i bet given the uh, selection of different sports apps um boston makes sense. yeah um a lot of, you
1: know a lot
2: of creative people from a lot of directors, but yeah, also, um, people from the Northeast, Boston, uh, included are, you know, I think they're mine? Yeah. Family. So
0: that makes sense for a director. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you were also, uh, you've been in a lot of different things. Um, I was comedy bang, bang is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. and you were also on, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine. And to me, that's, that's a cool show that it, it almost seems like, you know, it was thrown in the scrap heap, brought back to life. I've never watched an episode that I didn't think was super funny. I think Andy Samberg's a riot and I'm just <laughs> mm-hmm. and as from a fan perspective in a general sense, like what was it like working on on that episode?
2: I loved it. I had the best time. I um I have some friends who also write for the show, so they were all they were on set and I was like, oh my gosh, um but truly like the whole, the cast was really, really nice, even though um you know they were i was um I shot all my scenes with just, like, the regulars, and then it was me. Right. <laughs> just all the regulars and me in the, like, holding area and stuff. And they were all super friendly and nice. Um, I made Terry Crews laugh. Nice.
1: Um,
2: by just it, doing, like, a little improv thing. It didn't make it into the, um, uh, into the final cut. But I improvised this thing, and he laughed, and he's like, oh, that's great. you got to do that. And I was truly, I was like, I could die. Um, <laughs> this man who makes me laugh all the time, I made him laugh. I feel good. <laughs> That's a win.
0: That's a win. Yeah. Um, does a stitch in time always save nine? It does. That's correct. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've asked that question more than once, and, I, and I've yet to get a no. Um, everybody believes that a stitch in time does save nine. And, um, you know, when I first asked that question, I wasn't even sure what it meant um, so mm-hmm. I to do some research, but yeah, it checks out everything. Uh, it all tracks. It does. It always saves nine.
2: You know, people are always looking to save nine. So,
0: well, um, right. yeah. And if it's it,
2: left and right. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> what, one little stitch. That's, um, it's a good trade. Do the, yeah, exactly. Do the, the work now so that you've got nine later. <laughs>
0: that's, that's it. hundred percent. All right. So of all your acting credits, um, which mm-hmm. one for you, well I mean, you've worked with Kate McKinnon. you've done some really cool stuff. Which was the mm-hmm. most enjoyable in terms of the people that you were able to work with and the people you able to collaborate with? like was there one that sticks out?
2: Wow. Um, well, it's hard to say. Um, I, I, I find the the fun in, um, in all the stuff that I do, or right? mm-hmm. I, I certainly try to. Um, I think working um, in sketch comedy. Uh, like I was on, yeah, I was on a team with with Kate McKinnon at UCB and um, she became my roommate for a short time as oh, well. We're, cool. we're old pals. She's the best. Um, so but working in, in sketch comedy is so fun because it's very collaborative. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think um, I do love, I love being on a mod team mm-hmm. and being able to pitch stuff and you know, you kind of work stuff out, but I will say of like uh film and tv credits um i would say i guess that maybe this is not my most enjoyable but it was the weirdest one because i got cast with a group of people i didn't know at all and that's always like a fun weird toss-up where you're like will (laughs) will this be cool will this be weird i'm traveling to new jersey with them okay who knows um But, yeah, it was, like, a group of people just out of college, and they were filming, like, a short film, and I played someone who worked at, like, a sperm donor's clinic, but was also this woman who was, like, I don't know, fun-loving and wore glasses that didn't have lenses in them, and I was, like, a real party girl. It was truly just, like, a bunch of stuff that I was, like, this character feels thrown together, and I love playing it because it feels insane (laughs) and not like myself. Um, yeah, that's, cool. so I would say that was, um, yeah, maybe not my, the one that I enjoyed the most, but it was like, um, just a fun, interesting story and a weird thing to try with people. I didn't know.
0: Interesting energy. Interesting energy. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, all
0: right. So obviously in the last year and a half, how people, uh, practice improv, uh, perform improv, take in improv has changed from largely face to face to almost yeah. exclusively, uh, via Zoom, right? And mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm looking for your expert opinion, but I feel like, you know, in the same way that you lose the ability to be, you know, super physical and pick up body language and not talk over each other as much when you go to Zoom, it, it seems to me, and I guess my ultimate question is, do you feel that practicing improv online, while it's limited in many ways, has opened up new improv skills that maybe could not have been cultivated in person?
2: Yeah, I do. I think um, anytime people start doing improv online, there is the like, oh, I just feel restricted by, mm-hmm. you know, having to stay in this little box. And, um, you know, we're not able to connect and uh, just move around physically, let alone do physical space work and stuff like that. But I, I do think there is a really fun aspect of embracing the medium and being like, okay, I only have this what can I do? What interesting thing? Like, I am not a person who likes to, in an improv show, I'm not going to like, um, I don't know, put on a, a real jacket when I'm putting on my improv jacket. Right. But when I'm doing improv in my space at home, every now and then there's a fun, like I did a, a scene where um, the game of the scene was basically a bunch of people at a neighborhood council meeting um, talking about problems going on in the neighborhood, but they all also were trying to, like, um, promote the creative stuff they've gotten into. So someone was like, complaining about something, but then started singing a song. And um, someone was trying to sell something else. And I like took a painting off my wall. And was like, yeah, I actually painted this. Um, And it's on my Etsy store. (laughs) Um, So there is like a, a prop aspect of it. I hate to say like Sarah Glasswell, prop comedian. Um
0: <laughs> just like head Carrot Top, whatever his name is.
2: We are exactly the same. Um uh, we do the exact same <laughs> sets and humor. Um but yeah I think there is something um interesting about um the restrictions of the space. But also I think I the main thing I love about doing improv online is that um you're just doing improv with people all over the world
1: right.
2: um, and that's it's so cool to see how humor can translate like i I've coached a group in Australia, I've coached right. people in Singapore in Scotland, like truly all over the world and it it is funny I mean I guess maybe it's just English speaking because I just speak English in, <laughs> in improv classes, right. but at least um the people who come to do English speaking improv classes from all over the world, we can kind of connect on, okay, we grew up in different places and we have different backgrounds and, you know, so many things about our lives are different, but the, the thing that I think is funny, you also think is funny. Right. Um Like we can kind of connect on that. And I think that is really, that's fun and magical and, and uh, unifying <laughs> in a year where we're all, we've all been separate and, you know, it's been, for me, just to like overtalk it, really, <laughs> um, it's been nice to find ways to connect with people in a year of disconnection. I guess totally, and
0: it's it's heartwarming for humanity. You know what I mean? It just yeah, when everything else seems so bleak, like to be able to transcend and connect about something that's fun and funny is a plus in my book. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are on uh, a very funny improv team called Asian AF. You guys check them out online if, you, if you're if you looking for something fun to watch. How many other – because one thing I didn't realize until I started taking classes is that, you know, I, I'm a sports fan, and so I gravitate everything. My brain just goes to sports, and I'm thinking, well, if you're on an improv team, that's your team, and that's mm-hmm. the only team. But it seems like most people – are on multiple teams and I'm wondering how many different teams are you on now or have you been on?
2: There's a bunch. The <laughs> um, The main teams I'm on, like um, even before um, quarantine and the pandemic, I was on two teams that perform regularly. So mm-hmm. um, Asian AF AS and the, the Asian AF AS is the show and uh, Voltron is the, um, is the improv team. Okay. Thank you um go. that's fine we we mostly promote ourselves as asian f um <laughs> online right now because that's most known but um yeah so uh, asian f and voltron is my my one team and then uh cardinal redbird
1: mm-hmm.
2: um is like a weekly team at ucb um and we do a show called so la and we interview people in the audience about like their la experiences on set or just like i don't know around the city um Those are my two main teams. But yeah, as (laughs) when it comes to uh, doing improv in a city that has a lot of improv, man, I'm on so many, like, mini teams where it's like, yeah, once in a blue moon, I perform with this, um, uh, yeah, other team called um, Area 51, (laughs) and I perform uh, um, with this. just, I don't know, kind of all over the place.
1: That's fun. It is
2: interesting the teams you get put on versus the teams you... Um, choose to be on yourself yes um there's a bunch
0: that's cool that's really cool yeah. um all right, so uh, with all of those different improv teams, what are the plans, if any, and there might not be any? Do you guys have any plans to do live shows or is that still off in the distance?
2: I think it's in the distance, but I think it's getting closer yep um i I know it's getting closer. um I just don't know when that will be, gotcha. but yeah, um the Asian AF crew was just emailing today about um uh truly nothing set but of like hey what would it be like uh, when we want to start performing in person again when will we feel comfortable where is that going to be what's going to happen yeah
0: and when will people feel comfortable going out and doing it but i gotta tell you i'm so i'm in portsmouth new hampshire right around there and Mm -hmm. it sure seems like there's not a lot of people that are worried about much right now it's uh it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. like there's no more mask mandates. There's no more anything. It's just like, let's go. Um, and we'll see how that works out. But I, I hope it sticks because it does. That means we're closer to being able to see everything live, you know, whether it's improv yeah. or comedy or, or music or whatever. So,
2: uh, yeah, I'm still um, I'm fully vaccinated, but still like, you know, wearing a mask into grocery stores and oh yeah, me too. most stores and stuff. Uh, I think I, I will for a bit just to. I don't know, feel comfortable. It feels weird to be around people now. But um yeah. but yeah, I I miss going to a bar, I miss going to a theater. I went and saw a um a live like improv show um just a week ago. Oh, cool. And it was really fun and it was just like um someone in LA who's doing classes. They had a a, a live show.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was like, I yeah, I <laughs> normally I wouldn't just go to a random indie show on Big. a Wednesday night or something, but I was like, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go out and laugh at live comedy in a room full of strangers and people I know. How weird. Sign me up. Yeah. Um, that's great. All right. So this is going to be the toughest
0: question yet. So oh boy. Um, I, I have, uh, I like to frame questions in like, what is your Mount Rushmore of blank? And the reason why I do that, I, have to, I feel like I have to explain it. So Mount Rushmore is, you know, four white guys of questionable mm-hmm. character. And, you know, <laughs> And and so I like to replace them uh, with four things, and and the and the, the confining part is that you can only pick four. So, okay. uh, what is your Mount Rushmore of improv performers?
1: Ooh,
2: okay. I mean, I think you got to put Jason Mantzoukas up there. Okay, um, he's uh, if you've seen him perform, he'll be one of your favorites. because um, uh, if it's if it's my four, it might not be what everybody loves, but that's um, okay. Just,
0: it's your four. It's your mom's four. Yeah,
2: it's like my fun friends. Um, I would put um, Lennon Parham up there. Mm. She's um, she's mostly known as an actor now. Has been on uh, what's she's been on a bunch of stuff, but she's just the funniest um, person and does such funny characters and so smart. I would put. Um Eugene Cordero up there he's a an Asian AF member. I've seen him um, on your shows definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's great and he's also yeah a well accomplished actor and all that good stuff. Um very funny, very kind. So yeah, I put those three and my fourth Oh gosh, who's my fourth going to be? Um I'm going to go totally nuts and put um Oh I'm going to say the person who always makes me laugh and I think is a genius is Jake Regal. And that's not going to go on most people's um, uh, improv Mount Rushmore's. Not because he's not the best, but because, you know, he's just on Cardinal Redbird and isn't like a famous person, but well, he's one of my favorites. Let me those, tell you something. I was Westmore.
0: lucky enough to have some practice lessons with Jake. And oh. Yes. And he is great. We called him the uh, – we dubbed him the, what do we call him? The Oppenheimer of improv um, because he's so scientific and he did such a good job, like being able to break something down that you would never think about and show mm-hmm. it to you in a way that really made sense. I, I really appreciated, I think I did three or four classes with him and it was great right after, right after your class, we did some with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was perfect. He's
2: um, on, uh, on the team Cardinal Redbird. We That's my team that's been together the longest. we, have like nicknames for each other. Like Beth is, we call her business because she's the one who organizes everything. Um, and uh, Madeline is, an, she's one of a few name beasts. Like mm-hmm. always comes up with a funny name for a character just in the moment. Um, but Jake is a game beast. Um, and he can, he can just make a game out of anything.
1: That's yeah,
0: great. No, it's awesome. Um, all right, so what is the best musical concert That you've ever attended?
2: Oh my gosh! What Um, (laughs) this is going to be so dumb. Um, I went to I've been to a bunch, but I I saw the Eagles and the Dixie Chicks opened up for them. Truly, in like 2010. um, So long ago. Dumb
0: about that. That's great. It
2: was such a treat. It was um, an audience full of people who knew every single song. Um, They played all the hits. It was in New Jersey. Um, I, I've mentioned New Jersey a couple times. I've never lived in New Jersey and have only been
0: <laughs> You're to this one hard, movie though.
2: <laughs> and to go see the Eagles. Um, yeah, I'll put the Eagles up there. Great concert. Loved it.
0: Now, was that not to act, ask a morbid question, but was, uh, Glenn Fry alive when you saw them? I think so. I'm going to go with, the, that's a Yes. Let's say yes. Let's say yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a concert that, you know, the, when I was I was really young, when they were super popular, and then Don Henley had a solo career, and so did Glenn Frey. And I never was really a huge Eagles fan. My parents were. But, mm-hmm. you know, then as I got older, I started kind of getting back into it. And they put out some amazing music that was so diverse, and it did kind of – it crossed over so many different genres. They are – yeah impressive and I bet they were an amazing concert that's a, that's
2: a they good were, and they're not even my favorite band well, like yeah I, I just that. but it was the experience of everybody singing every song and I don't know what it is about like the, <laughs> the Eagles are a band that is you know um, uh, I'm on the younger side of uh, Eagles fans yeah. perhaps yeah. Um, or at least in the middle I wasn't around when they were like um, super big but um, yeah just everybody. It was as if this was the best day of everyone's life, and it felt great.
0: That's cool. Um, all right, so with that in mind, there is something special about being at a live performance. You've been um, part of sketch comedy that's been taped in front of a camera. You've been part of you know, improv that's live. Do you have a preference?
2: Um, I like them both for different reasons. Okay. Yeah, sketch is fun because you can... Um, the same with, uh, sketch and other acting on camera, you uh, have multiple different takes. You can play with it. Um, improv, the magic of improv is truly that it's just the first thing off the top of your mind. Um, right. and it's, <laughs> um, you know, there are certain rules to improv that help lead us, but nothing is planned out. You're not going into it being like, Oh God, I can't wait to play a dragon today. And I'll probably also, <laughs> um, go to the moon, right. uh, <laughs> throw in a time
0: machine, you know,
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm sounds like a good friday to me There you
1: um
2: but yeah there's the fun of like we who knows where stuff will take us yeah and um yeah improv is also the i always call it like the classic art form where you truly had to be there because it's a nightmare (laughs) to go home you know to your roommate or significant other and be like oh my god you missed the craziest set (laughs) okay we we played a like we were in a band but we were all stepdads but one of us uh, wasn't a step stepdad. We had to find out who was. And your roommate will be like, "Leave me alone, please." It sounds like you're describing a dream to someone, and they're like, "This is makes no sense." That Get is out of a here. very
0: good way to put it. Like you're trying to describe a dream. That is that's excellent. Yeah. I, I and I've you know I've been to like Boston Improv, and I've been to a show in New York, and then even trying to explain, you know, when someone says, "Oh, how was it? Was it funny?" Yeah, it was funny. Oh, what happened? And then even if you're not a performer, <laughs> if you just saw it and you were trying to explain why it was funny, that doesn't even work sometimes, you know, because it's in the moment, it's situational and it's special. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah and an the funniness is,
2: doesn't come from the jokes, usually like a stand up. You can you can kind of be like, oh, man, I went and saw this stand up. It was so funny. They told this joke
1: right. and you can
2: maybe make your roommate laugh because it's structured. It's something that the stand up comedian has built. <laughs> um, so it works can work on its own whereas yeah improv comedy sometimes yes and sometimes um you truly had to be there for the journey of like oh the thing that I'm laughing the most at is because 20 minutes earlier it was set up and it's built to something yeah
0: totally um who was the most influential or maybe helpful UCB member as you were coming up through the UCB ranks
1: oh boy
2: um Gosh, that's hard to say. Um, um, and maybe
0: change the word most influential, or helpful to who was an influential or helpful. It have to be <laughs> a superlative.
2: For sure. Um, I would say maybe um, Kevin Hines uh, was a teacher I had early on mm-hmm. um, related to Will Hines, if you know. Sure. Will Hines of the world's greatest improv school. Um which is an online improv school in case anyone wants to sign up for classes. But um, uh, both Will and Kevin uh, were great performers, continue to be great performers. And um, we're both teachers at UCB. And I took a Kevin Hines class early on um, that was called the macro scene. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: it was working on just a new form that didn't have traditional edits and um, some weird stuff, but it was a super fun class. And Kevin was really, I don't know, I felt like he did a good job. He was really insightful and did a good job of seeing what all of us were good at, Mm -hmm. um, what all of our, our strengths were and, and helped us play to that. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that just gave me confidence in general. And that's also right before I got on my first Herald team, but also I try to teach, um, from that, uh, that point of view a little bit of, okay, we're all, we're all good. We just need to figure out what we're good at. Um, you're right. never going to be good like me, and I'm never going to be good like you. So let's um, play Teamwork. to our strength.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what's totally. your favorite TV show right now?
2: Ooh, Top Chef. Top Chef. <laughs> I love it. Well, that,
0: that is the first of an answer. That's great. I love Top Chef, yeah. too.
2: It's great. Um, yeah, I get really um, – I'm in a mode where I'm rewatching a bunch of Top sh- top chefs. But I'm not even on the current season, but, um, it's my favorite. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I love food.
0: Well, it's so Big funny. Dance. I, my girlfriend, I never ever watched the food network. I mean, just never. <laughs> and my girlfriend is obsessed with it. So for the last three years, I've learned to really appreciate the act of watching somebody, you know, explain how to cook be in a situation where they're being judged and it it's talent but it's also it's like you know if you think about it it's no more contrived than any tv show you watch and there's personalities and there's mm-hmm. stuff that happens it's not supposed to and you learn how to make a cool dish and i love barefoot contessa i'm not afraid to admit it <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't right
1: Great um, show.
0: all right so let's say uh that you are on a deserted island Okay. And luckily for you, this deserted island has plenty of water. So you don't have to worry about that. Plenty of shelter. But there's some weird limitations to this island. And the limitations are you can only pick one food category to have forever. Unlimited supplies mm-hmm. of it, but just for some reason there's just one. And then you can have one book or book series.
2: Or you could pick an Ooh. author.
0: So what would be your book and your food for the island that you're trapped on with unlimited water and shelter?
2: Okay. Oh gosh. Um, food, I would say, um, Hmm. Lasagna, maybe. Can't go wrong. (laughs) Cause you've got a bunch of different stuff. You can put meats in there. You've got some dairy. You've got the pasta. Um, I've had some lasagna with a squash in it. That's kind of a vegetable or a fruit or something. Um, So, yeah, also, it tastes amazing. So, lasagna is my food. And my book series, you know, I've read them all and um, they're real fun reads, even though, you know, it's problematic here and there. But I'm going to say the Game of Thrones. Oh, you uh, read them
0: all. Impressive. Oh, they're
2: great. Yeah.
0: Most people have only ever you know watched the show and uh, one of my really good friends read all the books before you know all the books that were available before the season you know the series started mm-hmm. and i'm curious uh do you feel like since you've read everything do you feel like they did the last season justice do you feel like they missed the mark as as a fan of the books how far did that last season stray towards the end
2: oh it was it was bad it yeah. was truly so bad it made me so sad and so mad because um, it was just the, for Game of Thrones and Nerds, um, George R. R. Martin is so good at creating relationships mm-hmm. and building characters. And um, when he wasn't, yeah, when it was just the, the two uh, creators of the show who were running it, it was just plot points. It was like okay, we'll get from here to here, and you know we'll just assume that um, the characters make it work. Right. I don't know. It was frustrating. Yeah. But I, well, the I books,
0: didn't... Go ahead. Oh,
2: the books are great. The books are great.
0: <laughs> well, I am. I'm going to admit right up front. I, I I never read the books. I I probably should, but I um, when I see the size of those and how many there are, I just get instantly intimidated. So I've only watched the series, and it was good. But I got to tell you, I probably could have skipped the last, the last season in general, but certainly the last few, oh, yeah. uh, few episodes. All right. Honestly, so, the, yeah.
2: the main reason I chose the books is if I'm on a desert island, I want <laughs> there's there's so long. You got time, so I'll be entertained. You got time, a yeah, yeah.
0: A good choice. All right. So, uh, you you got into a Herald team. You were you're into it. I I, I get that part, but then. To teach, right? To be somebody that UCB says, yes, this person here can teach our style of improv. We are entrusting them with the improv brains of anyone that comes in and wants to learn. Is there like special SEAL Team 6 improv training? Like <laughs> what, what made you want to teach and what do you have to do to get to the point? Is there some kind of like, you know, hell night that they put you through like this ritual of improv? I'm just trying to picture like how do you get to the point where you are one of the people that can teach it?
2: Yeah, gosh, I don't know. Um, you just do it for a long time. Um, you, uh, well, first, um, it, people who are generally on teams mm-hmm. at UCB, you can um, uh, get put on the official coaching list.
1: Okay. Um,
2: like the UCB approved coaching list. And this is, when I did it, I don't know if they still do this, but when I did it, you um, would teach a coaching session in front of, like, the director of, of the school, Mm -hmm. um, at the time that I was, um, Joe Wangert. and, um, yeah, he was, like, yeah, great job, um, here's some tips, but you're on the list, um, so, yeah, (laughs) that happened years ago, and it, it, I think it was from me just bothering him for a long time. I, I took a class with him long ago, and then I was on Teams, and then, um, we both moved to Los Angeles from New York around the same time ish yep, yep. within the uh, few years. Um, but yeah, I just, I just hounded him, which I don't recommend cause I don't know <laughs> if that was the reason why, or if someone recommended me, but, um, yeah, I got on the coaching list and then just coached a bunch. Um, I really, uh, teaching and coaching is not for everyone.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I think Uh, I know some great improvisers who are like, "Mm, Oh gosh, I hope no one asked me to coach. Absolutely not. Right. right, Um, But also, yeah, I know some great people who um, haven't gotten on teams just because getting on teams is a weird mystical process, but who are great improvisers and great coaches, um, even though they're not on Herald teams. So sure.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. So we're down to the last two questions. Oh my gosh. Second to last question. um, And this might, have You might have to jog your memory here a little bit. So do you remember the okay. first time that you saw a movie when you were younger and you and you thought to yourself, oh, okay, that's funny. And I understand why it's funny um, as opposed to just like, you know, a silly cartoon or whatever. But do you remember the first comedic movie that you, that you got and you understood, oh, my God, that's funny, and that got you interested in learning more about like theater in general but also comedy?
2: I... I don't remember if it was my first, but a, it couldn't have been my first cause I was too, too old at this point. But I remember seeing Wayne's world
1: yeah. um,
2: when it came out and it was so, so funny. And I just, um, we got it on uh video and I watched it over and over and me and my friends dresses um, Wayne and Garth for, for Christmas. That'd be crazy for Halloween. Um, more than one year, um, and we're just obsessed with it. When I, um, got a car, I named it the Mirthmobile, cause oh my that's, God, that's great. what Wayne's car is named. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't the first movie I found funny. I don't remember that, but I do, cause yeah, I've, I remember seeing old ones like Airplane and stuff that my parents would rent that were great.
1: Right. But
2: Wayne's World was the first one, yeah, that I latched onto. Cool. And I'm not even sure if I knew why some of that stuff was funny. Like I, years later I would still watch it and be like, "Oh, this is a joke that went over my head because it's a sex thing." pretty funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It, it ages well that movie. Um yes. okay, last question. What is next for Sarah but What do you have coming up? And where can people Ooh, learn more about you?
2: What is next? Um probably going straight to bed. Um, okay.
0: Not a bad plan. <laughs> that's,
2: that's next. Um Gosh, I don't know. I'm working on um, writing some stuff, um, just trying to stay creative and keep my brain working while um, while waiting for auditions and stuff. But yeah. um, what's next, you can also see me in Asian AF, uh, currently online. Uh, we had a show this Friday, actually, which is, I don't know when this will be out, but people can watch it online. Yes. Um, at the Asian AF YouTube. Um, yeah. That's the next big thing for now. And then more soon. And people can find me on uh, social media at Classy.
0: Nice. Yeah, and I highly recommend everybody out there who's looking for something fun to do, uh, check out uh, Asian AF. I've watched, I think, three of the shows. Uh, I don't think I've seen any of them live, um, but uh, they're extremely funny. highly recommend it. Sarah, I can't thank you enough for for taking some time if you could see the in-studio audience right now you'd be heart (laughs) there they're doing the wave for you they've got a big huge banner. oh my gosh Sarah it's incredible I can feel it oh I'm I'm sure you can yes um thank you so much again I really do appreciate it everybody let's hear it for uh Sarah uh thank you so much Sarah I appreciate your time and I hope you have
1: a great night